Well, according to a BBC report in October of this year, a store owner in Belgium was about to be robbed by six armed robbers. They showed up at his store about three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, the store owner told them that three o'clock in the afternoon is not the best time to hold up a store. He suggested that if they came back later, after the store had closed, that he would have more money to hand over to them. And to his surprise, they agreed that that was a good idea, and they left. And so the store owner called the police, and the police really weren't sure. They didn't buy his story that these robbers would be coming back, but they did, twice. The first time, they showed back up about 5.30 in the evening, and the store owner shook his head at their too early return. I berated them, saying, you have to buy a watch, he says, noting that he told them to come back at 6.30 when the store would be closed for the evening. The hopeful thieves were back an hour later, and plainclothes police officers were there to meet them. It was like a comedy, the incredulous shop owner tells the BBC. They, they're being called the worst robbers in Belgium. And in perhaps the biggest understatement of the year, the owner was quoted as saying, they weren't the brightest. No kidding. Well, somehow the store owner managed to convince them that the right time to rob a store would be later in the day. And it turns out it was the right time. It was the right time for the store owners and for the police, but not so much for the criminals. We've spent the last few weeks looking at timing as it relates to Christmas. And our theme for this series comes from Galatians chapter four, where it says this, but when the time was right, God sent his son and a woman gave birth to him. So we've been talking about why that first Christmas was the right time, why it was the right time for Jesus to step into history as a baby in Bethlehem and to grow up to become the savior of the world. And you might be thinking, Pastor, okay, over 2,000 years ago, it was the right time in Bethlehem for Jesus to come, but what does that have to do with our time? What does the timing of that first Christmas have to do with this Christmas? Well, I believe that the timing was perfect then and that it still is. I think he brought us here today to remind us that Christmas time is still the right time. Let me point out some awesome things that we can be reminded of this Christmas. First, Christmas reminds us that his timing was about us. His timing was about us. I don't think that we've said it yet during this series, but one of the reasons that Christmas time was the right time is because that Christmas time was all about people. It was all about people who needed Jesus to give them hope. It was all about G uh, people who needed Jesus to give them help. People like you and people like me. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 5. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at, the right, at just the right time and died for us sinners. 
But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus came at just the right time to show his great love for us. We were utterly helpless to deal with our own sin. And we've tried to deal with our own sin, haven't we? I mean, we've tried. We've tried to use willpower to break the habits in our lives that we know displease God, that we know would be considered sin. We try really hard and we may do okay for a time, but pretty soon we find ourselves slipping back into those addictions, into that anger, into that dishonesty and other sins and other habits that we've been trying to break. As hard as we try, we seem powerless to overcome our sinful habits. But we've tried. We've also tried to deal with our sin by trying to do more good things than bad things. You know, we think that if we can just get more good deeds in the positive column than bad deeds and the negative column that everything will be okay, that we'll be okay with God. But God has made it clear that the price that we owe him because of our sin, because of our first sin, was death. It was separation from him. So as hard as we try to be good and do good deeds, it doesn't work. It doesn't deal with our sins because none of us are good enough. None of us are good enough. And some have tried to deal with sin by, by just explaining sin away. You know, they would like to tell you that um, sin is just some invented concept that they came up with in the medieval times to try to control people. But even in our quiet moments, we argue against that. I mean, because we know our own thoughts. I mean, we know how many times we think really hateful things or we find ourselves drawn towards really impure things or we find ourselves doing things we know that we shouldn't do. And in the end, our own tendency to surprise ourselves with the evil we find in our hearts, that tends to convict us that sin is a very real part, not just of our world but of who we are in our secret thoughts. And so when we're honest with ourselves, when it comes to our sin, we find ourselves helpless. And that's when Jesus showed up. That's when Jesus came. When we were utterly helpless, Jesus came at just the right time to deal with our sin once and for all. And that's why that night in Bethlehem was the right time. That's why tonight is the right time. It's because we needed him. His timing was all about you. It was all about your need and all about how much he loves you. And what was true that night in Bethlehem is still true for us today. This Christmas is the right time to focus on Jesus coming to earth because we need him. He came while we were still sinners and guess what? We still are. We're still sinners. We are still helpless 
to deal with our own sins. So God is still demonstrating his love for us by using Christmas to send his message loud and clear that he loves us enough to deal with our sin for us by sending Jesus to earth to pay the price we owe him because of our sin so that we can be free, so that we can be free from the penalty of our sinfulness. So Christmas reminds us that his timing is all about us and how much he loves us. But Christmas also reminds us sometimes our timing is off. Sometimes our timing is off. Has your timing ever been off? I remember my friend Stan. Stan uh, was a guy I went to college with. He probably weighed 400 pounds. He managed this apartment building next to or near the college that we went to, and right next door to it was a 7-Eleven. And one of our friends from college worked the night shift at that 7-Eleven. So Stan decided it would be fun to play a joke on his friend. And so he put this stocking mask over his head, this nylon stocking over his head, And he ran around the corner from his apartment, burst through the doors of 7-Eleven, and said, this is a stick-up. And it was a bad time for a joke because there were two police officers standing there at the counter buying their coffee. And um, they had our friend stand uh, stand on the ground very, very quickly. And when uh, they both explained it was a joke, those police officers didn't think it was very funny. They thought it was a bad time for a joke. I'm betting all of us have had times when our timing has been off. You know, you finally get up the nerve to ask that person out on a date a few days after they started dating someone else. Or you um, turn down that job. You said no to that potential job about a week before being let go from your job. And the religious leaders of Jesus' time had experienced this. Their timing was way off. I mean, they had been waiting for years, for generations really, for God to send his rescuer, for God to send the Messiah. They had read about it, they had taught about it, they had prayed about it, and they had been waiting. And he arrived that night in Bethlehem, and look at what happened according to John chapter 1. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Talk about your timing being off. The one they waited for finally showed up, and they rejected him. They didn't even recognize him. Now, maybe you have had a similar experience with your spiritual timing being off. I mean, maybe there was a time in high school or in college where a friend invited you to a church or uh, you heard about Jesus and you were intrigued. I mean, you began to listen to what Jesus had to say, and you may have read the Bible, or maybe you watched a movie about Jesus, and you felt your heart turn towards God. You felt it open up a little bit, uh, and maybe you kept going to church, and you kept exploring the claims of Jesus for a time, and maybe you began to believe. Maybe you even made a commitment to Jesus at one point in your life, 
But then something happened. Maybe friends that you hung out with joked with you and let you know that this Jesus stuff wasn't what cool kids do. Or you just got busy. You went away to college or you got married or you had kids or you started your career. You just got busy. Or you were doing things that young people do that you knew Jesus wouldn't want you to do and so you decided that you would have your fun, that you would live your life, and that you would kind of postpone Jesus. You'd get back to him at some other point in your life when you were older, but you never quite got back to him. Or maybe you were just disappointed. You met somebody who claimed to be a great follower of Jesus, that they were really close to Jesus, and it turns out that they were a total jerk. Or you were disappointed because of the scandals in the church. That has thrown a lot of people's spiritual timing off. But no matter what happened, there was a time when a part of you felt drawn towards Jesus, and it turns out your timing was off. Whether that was a month ago or a year ago or decades ago, it turns out your timing was off. And like the religious leaders, when Jesus showed up in your life, you didn't quite recognize him. You didn't take the time to recognize him, or you postponed his influence in your life, or you out and out rejected him. Well, if you were here and you're realizing that your spiritual timing has been off, there's one more thing that we need to see, and that is Christmas reminds us today can be our right time. Today can be our right time. Even if your timing has been off in the past, the good news of Christmas is you get another chance. Look at what this verse says from 2 Corinthians 6. It says this, for God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. This Christmas can be about you getting it right this time. God is giving you a second chance to get it right. How many times do you wish that you could have had a second chance? I mean, you just blurt that out, you say it, and it doesn't quite come out right, and you see hurt in people's face, and you wish you could just take those words back and rethink them and say them in a little different way. You wish you had a second chance, or you look at the problems in your life and the pain in your life, and you realize that if you had a second chance to just remake some key decisions in your life, that your life would be totally different. You see that some of the pain you have experienced in your family or in your occupation or in your friendships or even in church could have been done away with if you just had a second chance. The good news of the Bible is God gave us Jesus at just the right time at Christmas time so that we could have a second chance. Look at this verse from Romans chapter 3. All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory but God treats us much better than we deserve. And because of Christ Jesus, he freely accepts us 
and sets us free from our sins. Aren't you glad that God treats us much better than we deserve? If God treated me the way that I deserved, he would reject me. He would condemn me. But because he loves me and because Jesus came to earth, I get much better than I deserve. I can have my sins completely forgiven. I can have the sins that I commit to today and the sins that I will commit tomorrow completely forgiven. I get a second chance every day to get it right and to live for Jesus. God is the God of second chances. If your timing was off, if you've messed up in your relationship with him, it's not too late. Maybe you haven't been to church in a very long time and you think that God is about to delete your name from his friends list. You need to know that isn't true. God is ready to give you another chance to live for him. He wants to help you solve some of the stuff that you're dealing with right now so that you can have the peace that he offers and the comfort that he gives It is incredible to me, and I really don't understand it, but God sent Jesus to give me as many second chances as I need to get it right. To give me as many second chances as I need to get it right with him. That's the reason the title of this message says Christmas time is the right time to respond. Maybe your timing was off before, but you don't have to let that happen again. Maybe God brought you here right now at this time so that you can let this Christmas time be the right time for you. So what does that look like? What might that look like? Well, it might be as simple as deciding, you know what, I'm not gonna let this church thing be a once a year or a twice a year thing in my life. I'm going to come back to church each week. I'm going to give Jesus a chance to rekindle that feeling I had earlier in my life when I felt drawn towards him. And this would be a great time to do that as we get ready to focus in 2019 on the best year ever. And it might mean that you take that step towards him. Maybe you already know what the step is. It could be forgiving someone. It could be spending more time reading your Bible. It might be that you need to be baptized today. We've already seen one tonight. Maybe you need to be baptized too. You see, baptism says to God, I'm dying to who I used to be. I'm dying to my past, and I'm going to be born again. I'm going to be born again to live in a new way, to live a new life, to do it your way this time. I'm dying who I used to be, and I'm going to be born again for you. And what a better time to be born again than while we're celebrating Jesus being born on earth. It seems like a great thing. And you're thinking, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't come prepared. Well, we're prepared. We have clothes and we have private places for you to change and we have towels and uh, we would be glad to do that. And so if you're thinking right now, maybe tonight is the night to do that, you just step to our next steps booth when the service ends tonight. You tell them you're ready to be baptized and we'll take care of that tonight if you want to do that. But maybe that's not what you are ready to do. Maybe 
what it looks like for you to get your timing right, maybe it just starts with a simple prayer. So why don't you bow your head? Let's bow your head and let's bow our heads together. And if you're thinking it's the right time for you to get on track with God or maybe to get back on track with him, why don't you silently pray this prayer after me? Jesus, my timing was off before, but I want to get things right with you right now. I want you in my life. I know that I need you. I need your comfort and I need your help. I need your forgiveness. I need the hope that you can give and the peace that you offer. Jesus, thank you for giving me a second chance. And right now, I'm offering myself to you. I'm committing myself to you. Jesus, help me to take the steps that I need to take spiritually so I never find myself far from you again. In Jesus' name, amen. And would you join me in celebrating with those that may have just prayed that prayer? Let's celebrate that. And if you prayed that prayer, I want to say this to you. Way to go. Way to go. That was such an important thing for you to do, to receive his gift at this Christmas time. It's a great thing to do, but don't stop there. There are other things that the Bible says that we need to do, steps that we need to take if we're giving ourselves fully to Jesus. So if you prayed that prayer, do one of two things to follow up on it. First thing is you can take that connect card and just write, I prayed the prayer on it. Make sure your name's on it and a way to contact you. Put it in the offering bag at the end of the service and one of us will contact you and celebrate with you and help you take the right next steps. Or come find me after the service. I'll be on the turf field side. And just say to me, I prayed the prayer. And I'd be glad to celebrate with you and talk with you about that. Because it's such an important step to take. But also tonight, Christmas time is always the right time to draw near to Jesus by taking the Lord's Supper. Look again at that verse that we read a few minutes ago from Romans chapter 3. All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, but God treats us much better than we deserve. And because of Christ Jesus, he freely accepts us and sets us free from our sin. Whether you are one that just prayed that prayer tonight or whether you are one that got your timing right with Jesus weeks ago or months ago or years ago, pausing to partake of communion is a time for us to remember Jesus. And one of the great things that we remember is God has treated us much better than we deserve. He's treated us much better than we deserve. That's what Christmas is all about. See, Jesus could have stayed in heaven. You understand that, don't you? He could have stayed in heaven and left us here on earth to deal with our own sin under our own worthlessness and under our own power. And if he had done that, we all would have ended up separated from God. We all would have ended up punished eternally by him. None of us would have made it to heaven. But here's the thing. Jesus couldn't stand the thought of heaven happening without you there. And so Jesus gave up equality with God And he was born as a little baby in Bethlehem. And he grew up and he died on that cross to pay the price you owe God. And the price 
that I owe God. And so when we partake of communion, we remember how much he loved us, how much he wants us in heaven. As we take the bread, we remember his body, the body of a little baby that was laid in a manger full of hay, the body of a man who was nailed to a cross, the body of a man who walked out of the grave alive again after being dead for three days. As we take the cup, we remember his blood, the blood that pulsed through his veins every day of his life on earth as a human being, the blood that poured from the wounds, from that crown of thorns and from the nails on the cross, and the blood that the Bible says cleanses us from all our sin when we trust him to save us. So as you partake tonight, it's the right time for you to just say, I can't believe you loved me that much, God, but thank you. Thank you for loving me that much. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you at just the right time while we were utterly helpless, you sent Jesus so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could be close to you. And Father, right now, as we partake of the bread and the cup, we just wanna remember your love and thank you for your mercy in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.